Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 37 of the podcast. I hope you're all well. Today we are going to discuss social media and before anybody thinks I'm going on a rant about social media, I'm not going to do that. I want to have a balanced discussion on it, a balanced debate, because I think there's good and bad to it. Social media has worked incredibly well for me in terms of building a business. I do think there's downsides to it as well. As a health and wellness coach, it's something I need to talk about now, I think, because it's having more and more of an impact. It's having an impact on people's mood, people's well-being, people's mental health. I think it's brilliant when it's used in the right way, but it's about using it in the right way. And as ever today, I'm only giving my perception, my thoughts, my opinions and how I view it and how I use it, how I manage it. You can have your own opinions and they might be totally different to me and that's okay too. So let's have reasonable, balanced debate on it. Um, I suppose first things first, social media has piqued my interest really in the last couple of weeks in the wake of the Caroline Flack death in particular. And you might find this a little bit funny actually, but I didn't particularly know who Caroline Flack was or I didn't know an awful lot about her. I would have heard the name, but I didn't know an awful lot about her before the death, to be perfectly honest. The reason being that I don't really watch much television and certainly reality television I don't watch. I have zero interest in. Love Island would be probably 973rd place on my list of priorities, being perfectly honest with you. So it's not something I would be that familiar with. And Caroline Flack, again, I would have known the name, but I wouldn't have known an awful lot about her. If somebody had asked me who she was, I probably would say somebody off X Factor or something like that. That probably would have been my answer. So I wouldn't be that well versed in, in Caroline Flack. But that doesn't mean, again, that you can't be compassionate as a human being. And it's a very sad case and it's a sad death and it's hopefully a an awakening for many of us with regards to social media and the way we treat people and the way we speak to other people too um for a weekend a whole weekend maybe a few days more there was a movement around be kind on social media and everybody was posting it and everybody was sharing it and it was great to see but like everything how long does it last how long does it last this weekend gone just this weekend i'm seeing a lot of just kind of the nastiness creeping back in on social media the negativity people writing horrible comments again and you know it was it was so touching at the time around that Carolyn Flack death and it was good to see that maybe people are changing their mind a little bit and changing their thought processes and becoming a little bit more aware of how they're using social media but there's you know one person in particular in my head and I'm not going to name anybody or anything like that but I see somebody who is connected with me on LinkedIn posting great content on LinkedIn and putting themselves across as a brilliant kind of business person and going out there doing the right thing and having the right attitude. And then back on Facebook, I'm seeing the same person typing really, really horrible comments under, well, one thing I seen was under a newspaper article about a celebrity and there was a comment typed by this person and I just thought, that's it's totally going against everything you were posting last week about Caroline Flack. So even amongst our old friends, and I'm not going to say what was posted because I have no interest in getting into the shame and thing and adding adding more to that negativity and that bullying and that i don't know it's just not a nice nice place to be so i'm not adding to it because actually i'm at the point where i feel sorry for people that are making those comments i genuinely feel sorry for them because they're not in a good place they really really aren't in a good place look at what's been typed if you look at any of the newspapers for example the likes of the mirror and the daily mail and the sun and all the rest of it and okay a lot of what they're posting is clickbait stuff but if you look at some of the comments and particularly around celebrities and stuff like that it is horrendous 
It is absolutely horrendous. And nobody has a right to post those comments about somebody else. And I don't care if you don't know them. I don't care if you view them as somebody that's out there to be hit at because they're in the public eye and maybe they're making a lot of money. So what if they are? That doesn't make them any different. They're still a human being and you have no right to treat them like that. So again, I'm not going to name and shame. I'm not going to say who posted what. All I'm going to say is please beware of what you're posting because people do see that. The people you've wrote about that maybe you think they're celebrities with hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of followers, they're never going to see it. They do see it. They do see it. So please be careful. Please beware of what you're posting. Especially if it's on their pages. You know, you think again there's thousands of comments there. They're not going to see it. They do read them. I know people who have competed at elite level sport and stuff like that and I've asked them this question and they've told me they do see a lot of what goes on so will you please be mindful of that the next time you think about posting nasty comments about people treat them the same as you would your friends you wouldn't hopefully leave it on leave a comment like that on the page of somebody that you know quite well somebody that's important to you somebody that you're close to you wouldn't do that you don't want to make them feel you know feel bad about themselves therefore it's not okay to go on somebody else's page and make them feel bad that you don't know um, I've been on the end of this as well and this is I suppose why I'm a little bit passionate about it not obviously to the same level of Caroline Flack and people that are very 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 well known um, but I have received online comments and abuse at times as well and it's not nice it really isn't nice and you know again it's always come from people that I've never met people that I don't know people that feel they're in a position to give an opinion on me because maybe they follow me online maybe they feel like I owe them something or that they have a right to leave their comments leave their opinions a lot of the time what I found is it's not even what I'd call constructive criticism. It's not having a debate. It's not that they're trying to educate me to something else or that they're willing to discuss a different opinion. It's not that. What I have found in the past is a lot of the time people would maybe, if I've posted something mindset wise and it could be something quite positive or it could be something motivational, you'll get lads in particular that will be tagging their mates and going, oh, look at this, ha ha ha. And they're having a bit of a laugh at you and whatever. And that's not okay either, guys. And I know you don't mean a little bit of, you don't mean harm in it, but there is. And put yourself in the position of the person at the end of it. It can feel at times like it's almost a bullying thing that they're they're ganging up on you. And you think it's you that's leaving the comment and it's just a little laugh with your mates. Put yourself in my position or the position of the person who's running that page. Would you like it if a group of people were rounding on you to have a little laugh at your expense and not even expecting you to be in a position to give them a response? A lot of the time, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not too bothered about this one in that I feel like if it came to it, I would give a response and I have a right to give a response and I wouldn't hesitate to give a response if I felt it was needed. But I think a lot of the people that type those comments think that they're safe because nobody will respond to them on a public page. So maybe that's where it's coming from. And they're they're looking at an easy target, which, again, is nearly almost, in a way, the definition of bullying, isn't it? Targeting target somebody who's vulnerable. So it's something I feel quite strongly about. And it's it's not even it's not even that I'm angry with people who do it. I'm not. It's sympathy and it's it's empathy and it's coming from a place of compassion because I think those people are suffering. I do think those people are suffering. I mean, I look at people who are extremely successful, people who are confident, people who have a good, well-rounded life, who are happy in themselves. And I can think of those people straight off, as we all can. You can all identify those people in your lives. Think about their social media content. Would you see them going on to a celebrity's page or going on to a public figure's page and leaving nasty comments that are designed by nature to drag people down that's what they're designed for so when i look at it now i almost think i think maybe you're trying to hurt me leaving that comment you're not hurting me i i don't like it i, I feel uncomfortable with it but i'm not going to let it affect me but i do feel sorry for you in a way and i understand that you're leaving that comment to make you feel better 
that's what I gather from it now. I don't think I'm angry with that person. I don't think I hate that person. I don't have it in me to hate people. I don't. It's not who I am. But I do feel sorry for you. I do feel sorry for you. And I don't mean that patronising. I mean that in the way that almost... Sometimes I nearly hope you've got a little bit of feeling better from yourself by doing that, leaving that comment, which I know is not right to say and it's not nice. And I don't want you to be doing it either. But I, I really, really do feel that if you're in a position where you're so taken over by social media that you need to be leaving nasty comments on people's pages. Maybe you need to have a look in the mirror. Maybe you need to take some, some time away from social media. Maybe you need to go and find yourself a little bit. Maybe you need to do some personal development work. Maybe you need to hang around with people who make you feel better, people who drag you up. Maybe you just need to get exercising a little bit more or something that's going to make you feel better. Maybe you just need to go and spend some time doing the things that you enjoy. And I don't want to sound preachy and I don't want to sound patronising here, but I'm literally, as I said at the start, just giving my thoughts and my opinions and my perceptions and this is how I've come to view it a few years ago I would have let it get to me I would have felt bad about it now I can see that normally when people leave comments I think they're hurting and I think they're in a bad place that's my thoughts on it been perfectly honest so the Caroline Flack thing yeah I thought it was great the weekend I was seeing all the be kind messages and literally one week later people have gone back to what they were doing and please give that some consideration guys if you're one of those people were you genuine when you said be kind when you were posting the content? Were you looking for easy likes? Was it because everybody else was doing it? Or do you actually want to create a change in the world? And if you do, please start with yourself. Please be a lot kinder on what you're posting. So just something to think about today. Another one that did grasp me, as I said, I didn't really know an awful lot about Caroline Flack. But Kobe Bryant, on the other hand, was somebody that I would have had a lot of a lot of time for. From a sports point of view, I would have been a bit of a fan I'm not, I'm not a massive basketball fan, but I was much bigger into it when I was growing up. And people like Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal and Michael Jordan and all the greats. You know, you look up to these guys. So when Kobe Bryant died, that was a bit of a shock to me. Probably similar to how Caroline Flack was to other people, to the reality TV fans. So I can grasp it. Look, I'm not a fan of reality TV. That's okay. Other people are. I'm a fan of sports. Other people are not. So I can identify with the, with the situation. There are similarities. With Kobe Bryant, it did it did probably hit me a little bit more just in that, as I said, I would have probably looked up to him a little bit as a sports person. Um, bit of a fan, yeah, and something like that happens and you go on social media again and you see the outpouring that's on social media, you see it on Sky News, you see it everywhere. And while it is, it is terrible and it is tragic, don't get me wrong, it is tragic, I do sometimes wonder... Do we show the same level of empathy and support for people that are not famous, for people that are not celebrities, like when your neighbour dies or when somebody that's, you know, that was a close friend of maybe your aunt or, you know, somebody that maybe you don't know so well, but it still deeply affects somebody else. Do we show the same level of empathy? You know, it's still as tragic when it's your your neighbour from two miles down the road, you know, that maybe you kind of know, but don't know so well. It's still tragic. I think maybe we have more of a connection or we feel like we have a relationship with the celebrity, with the Kobe Bryant or with the Caroline Flack, because we've been following them for a long time. So maybe we feel like there's a closer relationship there when in fact we actually don't actually know them, believe it or not. It's just we've maybe admired them. We've identified with them in some way. We look up to them. We, we love what they do, whatever it is. But it is important that we still keep in mind that the person who's not a celebrity, it's just as important. They're as important and we need to show the same level of empathy with them and we need to show the same level of support for their families and their friends and all the messages about my thoughts are with the family of Kobe Bryant, my thoughts are with the family of Carolyn Flack, putting it on social media. Let's in our everyday lives 
put our thoughts with the ordinary person as well. So when somebody passes away or when somebody is ill or when somebody's not feeling well, can we be compassionate with them? Can we show the same level of empathy, the same thoughts, the same level of getting behind them, showing a little bit of support? Same level of empathy, okay? That's just a few thoughts I had around those celebrity deaths that have happened recently. I know they're tragic and they have affected all of us in some way, but I do think it's important that we look after our own people as well. Celebrities or not, okay? So back on social media, they're good. there's good and there's bad to it, and I'm not going one way or the other. I'm looking to highlight a few of both, I suppose. An example I've used before, an example I use when I speak in workshops about social media is that social media is only the vehicle. It's what we do with it. So let's look at, this is the example I use quite a bit, is somebody who is, we say, in a pub, has a few drinks, they get out, they get into their car, and they drink and drive. Maybe they crash on the way home. Maybe they hit somebody. Maybe they don't do any damage at all. But at the same time, they've got into the car with the alcohol in their system, and they're driving the car. Is the is the fault here, does it lie with the car? That's the question asked. Does the fault lie with the vehicle? Does it lie with the car? And every single person listening is going, no, it lies with the person who got into the car while they were drinking and decided they were going to drive. That's whose fault it is. Okay, I think we're all probably going to agree on that. So my next question is, is Facebook the same? Is social media the same? I view social media as the vehicle. I view social media as the car. The person who drives it is you. So what you're posting on social media, you need to take responsibility for. It's not Facebook that writes nasty comments. It's not Facebook that posts negative stuff. It's people. It's us. It's you and me. Okay. So just as the drunk driver needs to take responsibility for their actions, so too does the person who's posting on social media. Facebook is the vehicle. People say Facebook has ruined the world. Facebook has done this. Facebook has done that. Facebook has done nothing. Facebook has given us a resource, given us a tool. It's up to us how we use it. Some people are using it to do amazing work. Some people are doing incredible things. They're changing the world with it. Other people are going on there to use it to bully people. Other people are going on there to use it to spread negativity, to spread gossip, to have a rant, to seek attention. So we all use it in different ways. And it's been self-aware enough to ask yourself the question, how am I using it? Do I use it for good? Do I use it for bad? Do I use it to make people feel bad about themselves, as we've just talked about for the last few minutes? So what are you using it for? That's ultimately how I judge is social media good or bad. I think it's neither. it's neither. It's how you use it. Some people, as I said, are using it to do incredible work. Other people are using it to do not such good work. Personally speaking, I have very much changed how I use social media over the last number of years. I think when it came out first and I was younger, I probably would have used it similar to how a lot of people still use it in that it's used to just post stuff and a lot of it is even seeking likes and seeking attention. It's used just to get little mindless conversations going. I don't use it in that way anymore. These days I try to use it to help people and to do some good and I use it to create communities. I use it to, let's say the online courses for example. What I do there is I try to create team efforts around us. So we've got people who are working towards goals. They were doing something really productive with their lives. And we've got private Facebook groups for that. And in those groups, we have such a positive environment. We've got people who are supporting each other, who are encouraging each other, who are helping each other out. When somebody has a bad day, somebody else is just coming on and saying, do you know what, it's one day, let's just go again tomorrow. We're getting straight back on track. So it's all used in a very positive manner. And even when I use the public Facebook pages that I have, that probably you all follow, 
on those again it's the same it's positivity and it's trying to bring value to people and it's giving information to people and i give a lot of content out for free to be honest i give a lot of information out that i'm not charging anything for that other people maybe are charging for but for me it's about improving somebody's life and it's about improving their quality of life and it's about making things better for people that maybe some days they'll just get a smile from something i post online or maybe some days they'll just say oh what he's posted there is relevant to me and i could use that that's a little tip that i can actually take away and apply so that's how I try to use social media. It's to bring good to the world. It's to try to help people. That's my thoughts on it. When I speak in schools, again, kids are so easily influenced and social media can take over their lives. I have a few little rules for them. I always say, before you post, ask yourself this question. Is it relevant? Is it necessary? Is it helpful? And if the answer to those questions are no, then don't post it. If it's for mindless gossip, if it's to make people feel bad about themselves, don't do it. Please don't do it. What you need to do there is stop and put yourself in the shoes of the person you're posting about. Would you like to be in their shoes? Would you like to see this posted about you? Would you like to have all of your friends talking about you? Perceived friends. You know, are they friends if they're actually ganging up on you? You need to ask that question too, I suppose. But that's another conversation. But is it doing good? That's how I use social media. Is it doing good? And I kind of apply the same when I'm actually posting myself nowadays. I try not to get too self-indulgent. I think there's enough of that online. Nowadays, I'm trying to think, can I bring value to people? Is this thing I'm about to post bringing value to people? And if it's not, I'm probably not going to post it. So social media then, I've used it to build a business. You've all seen that. I've done it in the public eye. And that's a little bit difficult at times. You're putting yourself out there. Am I going to fail? Am I going to fail publicly? Am I going to fail miserably? And everybody's going to see it. And I've kind of got to the point where I had to say, I don't really care. I've got to try and get out there and do it anyway. I have literally built a business on social media. 99% of what I've done has been through social media. And people still ask me, do you go to networking events? Do you go to this and that? I'm trying to get into those more. And it's more from the point of view of pushing myself out of my comfort zone. and making myself go to it and engage with people in a room. And it's something I don't find easy, which is why I do it. But where the vast majority of my business comes from is social media. I've built a business online. I've put so much time and so much work into it. And this is why I love social media. And this is why I can't sit back and hear people saying, well, social media has ruined everything. It really hasn't. I mean, I have gone from literally nothing. I started off my business from the ground up. I had a handful of followers. That was it. And I've just put so much time and work and effort into bringing value to people and trying to help people. And that's how my business has took off. So when I say I'm out there helping others, yes, I am. But I'm actually helping myself as well because it's come back to me in bucket loads. Like, I mean, I have online courses booked out now. I have fitness classes that are going well and that's because I'm promoting them on social media. I don't promote them on anywhere else. I don't use advertising in terms of newspapers. I do radio interviews from time to time, but that's because people will ask me to come on and do an interview. It's not that I'm paying for advertising or anything like that. So everywhere I am is literally because of social media. I'm up speaking on stages now and I'm doing corporate work and I get asked to speak at different events, but that would never happen if I hadn't built up my social media to the level it has. So I can't sit here and say social media is terrible and it's the pits and it's the worst in the world. It's not. It's absolutely not. It's about how you use it. And if it's used effectively, it can do incredible good, not just for the people out there, but for you as a business person as well. And that's what you need to, to keep in mind. Even now, this week, actually, I've been taking bookings for my online course again, which starts on Monday. Hint, hint, guys, if anybody wants to join up. But no, I'm not selling it. I'm not selling here. That's not what I'm here for. But just this week gone, we had a client sign up who who is our first Italian client, which is absolutely incredible. A couple of years back, I couldn't have dreamed about that. I would have been looking for clients around Sligo, and that would have been the height of my ambition. I would have been just thinking about, can I get enough people in to fill a class? Now the whole world has opened up to me, and the whole world has opened up to me because of social media, because of Facebook, because of Instagram, 
these are the tools I use. I don't really use Snapchat that much. Actually, I don't use it at all, to be fair. But Instagram and Facebook have opened up the whole world to me. Now I've got global reach. Now I've got clients coming to me. You know, I get messages from people in the UK. Funnily enough, just actually about three weeks ago, I got a message from somebody in the UK saying, I've just discovered your podcast through a client in Ireland. I love what you're doing. Yourself and Pat Dively actually are the ones I follow and I think they're fantastic. And it was just so nice to receive that message, but it just shows you the reach you have now, which without social media, you don't have that. She actually was put in touch. She found me, I think, through somebody in Limerick, which again is beyond where I'm working from at the minute. My base was started out in Sligo. So, you know, when you do it properly, it's incredible. the, The power of social media is incredible, but you just have to put time and work into it. If you're a business person listening to this, I'm going to give you a few little pieces of advice here. Put time into social media. People don't do it because they don't see an immediate result. It's the short-term mindset again. I'm only really seeing the results of it now. Like, I was putting out content to beat the band even in the first two or three years, but I wasn't making money. I was just building awareness that people were starting to know who I was. Now the money is starting to come around. And funnily enough, I actually find when I get inquiries from people now with regard to courses... Very, very often they've been following me for two or three years and people will take that long to actually trust you and to buy into you and to enjoy what you're doing. And they're right in a way. And I'd be the same myself. I'm never going to just start following somebody and immediately buy from them. It's not the done thing. I need to see that I trust them and do I like them and do I identify with them and their values and their core beliefs. And if I don't, I won't buy from them. But that's something I've really noticed is my customers now have been following me for two or three years. So it takes a lot of time and you're going to have to just accept that. Again, not looking for the quick fix solutions that I'm just going to go on to social media and expect overnight success. And that's what people expect and it just doesn't work like that. But it does It does, it does. does work out in the long run. It takes a bit of time, but it is worth doing. It's very, very much, very much worth doing. But make sure your content is good as well. Make sure you're bringing value to people. And it's short and snappy it tends to be what's required nowadays because people's attention span is that of a goldfish. Um. And something else I would say on social media as well, if you're a business person, you can escape competition by authenticity. Keep that in mind. You can escape competition by authenticity. So much of social media now is cut, copy and paste and just see what somebody else is doing and bang out something very similar, nearly the same thing. A lot of what's happening is people are seeing what the people at the top end of their industry is doing. And they're just copying a version of it and doing the exact same thing. And people see right through that, to be honest. They're going, oh, I've seen that somewhere before. In the fitness industry, the thing I've really noticed over the last few years, and I've spoken about it before, is the fit fam stuff where they're all posing with their shirts off. All the lads are. All the girls have their asses out and their abs out. And that tends to be what they're going for these days. And I'm not going to sit here and criticize it if it works for them great and well. I, as a business person, very much doubt if it's working for them financially. And that's my honest opinion. And as I said, I'm only here to give my opinions. Maybe I'm wrong. If somebody out there says I'm wrong, let me know and I'll correct myself. But I do feel that maybe for the very, very, very beautiful people, the 1% on Instagram, they're making money. I think for the 99%, the problem they have is that they've got used to getting loads and loads of likes for having their abs or their asses out. And they're getting addicted to the likes. And when they don't take their shirts off, they're finding that they're not getting the same engagement. And they're starting to panic and they're going, oh, now I have to keep doing this. But that's okay. But if you're a business person, getting likes is not going to put bread on the table. It's not going to pay the bills. It's not going to build your business. This is why you see a lot of these people that maybe have 50,000 followers because they've got their shirts off or whatever. They've got 50,000 followers. But actually, if you look at their bio, they're actually trying to sell Herbalife or Juice Plus or one of these pyramid schemes because they're short of cash and they need to make a few quid. And to be honest with you, I think anybody that 
is really, really at the top of their game in terms of their knowledge around health, wellness, nutrition, healthy lifestyles. And I think most of those people will tell you it can be done without spending a fortune on pyramid systems, the likes of those I've just mentioned. mentioned. And I'm not going to call anybody out here or slating anybody, but I think that is effectively what's happening. I think people aren't making money. They're getting addicted to their likes and they're trying to keep their engagement up by doing the thing that gets that for them. So you can escape all that by being authentic. And that's something I've tried to do. I decided pretty early on I'm not going down this road of having the shirt off in the gym every second day and I'm glad I didn't. Nowadays I'm focused on the client. What did they need from me rather than what's going to get me cheap likes? I don't care about that and that's why I'm not going to have 50,000 followers probably ever but I don't care about that. I genuinely don't. I'm running a better business than most of those people but I'm also helping people more. Like I would rather have five people that I can actually genuinely make a difference to their life rather than have 50,000 people that are just there because they want to see topless pictures, you know. And I'm sorry if that sounds harsh, folks. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be ranting about that, um, but it's just my perception of it, and it's just the way I've seen the fitness industry go in the last few years. I think there's so much of an emphasis placed now on physique and on how people look, and I don't think that's all that good for mental health at times as well, which is a totally different subject. But it's one we can discuss at length another time, maybe. Um, I'm just trying to stay stay real, I suppose, keep my head on the game and try to help people as much as I can, and always the, the person that's listening or that's consuming the content is the person that I have in mind all of the time okay back to our social media talk um negative content is shared a lot more negative content statistically is shared a lot more that's why you will see people posting stuff that is controversial you'll see posts and people the ordinary just open your friends list post stuff that's ranting and raving because they know that it gets them engagement they've probably discovered it over time that this is the stuff that people respond to more so than something that's like a nice little positive post that doesn't mean it's right to do it because it does again impact mental health i'm pretty sure if you're seeing the ranty stuff all the time if you're person the person that's posting the ranty stuff all the time you're putting yourself into a a certain frame of mind when i speak about positivity a lot of the stuff i do is i listen to uplifting podcasts i only consume positive content on social media i listen to audiobooks that's what shapes my mindset so when people say to me that i'm positive or i'm driven that has been worked on that's practiced that's everyday consuming that sort of material i filtered out all the negative stuff because if you're consuming negative stuff all the time just as I have worked on making a positive mindset, if you're constantly consuming the negative stuff, you're going to create a, a negative frame of mind for yourself. If you're seeing it all the time, all the time, all the time, without a doubt, it is going to happen. I created a little social experiment here once, actually. I was speaking to a friend of mine about this statistic, again, that negative content is shared a lot more on social media. And she was kind of saying, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. And I said, okay, let's do a little experiment. I'm just going to use my Facebook page here. Social experiment. We'll put up one thing that's really positive. We'll put up one thing that's a little bit more inflammatory, maybe controversial, maybe slightly negative. Let's see which gets more engagement. Without even leaving it for 10 minutes, the negative one was outscoring the positive one by three or four times to one. It genuinely was. And that's how people respond to social media. And that's why, again, you'll see some people with huge social media followings because they're swearing and blinding and people, a certain type of person maybe resonates with that and the negative stuff gets shared. But again, in the long run, it's not something I want to do because I don't think for where I want to be in my life, I want to be well-rounded, I want to be in a space where I enjoy my life, I want to be contented, I want to be easygoing, I want to be fun, I want to be positive, I want to be laid back, all of those things you know, in different at different times. When I'm at work, I'm driven, but when I'm off, I want to be laid back and I want to be relaxed and I want to enjoy my life. And if I'm constantly banging out negative content or I'm sharing it on social media or I'm seeing it on social media, I know that affects me. 
and I'm sure it affects people that are listening as well. So it's just something to be cognizant of. What are you consuming? Is it constantly negative stuff? I make no bones about saying I unfriend people if I'm seeing negative stuff. I don't always unfriend them if it's somebody that I know quite well, if it's a family member or if it's a good personal friend or it's somebody that I know quite well. I won't unfriend them, but I will unfollow them. I will unfollow them. And I make no apologies for that because you have to look after yourself as well. And seeing that every single day doesn't help you. It really, really doesn't. So it's just something to be aware of, guys. Um, what type of content are you consuming? Um, so in regard to social media, again, when I speak about it in schools, I speak about inclusion. You know, I speak, I'm talking about schools here, but this is kind of relevant to all of us as well, because we never really grow up. We all have the need to be liked. We all have the need to be included. We all have the need for social interaction and social engagement. So I speak about it in schools and I say to people, again, I say to the kids, are you including everybody? I mean, we speak earlier about make sure you're not bullying people online in terms of tagging them and tagging friends and laughing at people. Obviously, don't do that. But by the same token, are you including people or are you leaving people out deliberately? Which is not a nice thing to do either. Could you be a little bit kinder to people? Is there somebody that you know maybe is a little bit isolated that you need to include a little bit more? You need to give them a social circle? Make them feel a little bit better about themselves? Could you lift people up? There's a great book I have been listening to actually on the audiobook. It is, what's it called? It is Daring Greatly by Dr. Brené Brown. I love Dr. Brené Brown. If any of you are interested in personal development mindset, go and study her stuff. She's fantastic. Dr. Brené Brown is a book called Daring Greatly. It's an excellent book. One of the takeaways from me from that book was where she spoke about her child. Her child came home from school crying one day and inconsolable. She went up to her room and just straight to bed and she didn't want to talk to her mum at all. So Brenna Brown followed her up the stairs and she went into a room and tried to get to the bottom of it. And initially she wouldn't really tell her what the problem was. And eventually she got it. You know, she kind of opened up a little bit and she said, I'm sick of being the others. That was the phrase she used. I'm sick of being the others. And Brenna Brown said to her, well, what do you mean by the others? Who are the others? She said, well, when we play football at school or we play sports at school, I'm never picked. I'm never picked for the team. It's always the best kids get picked first and then they say, we'll divide up the others. I don't want to be the others anymore. I'm sick of being the others. This is what our child said to her. I think the child was nine or ten. And there's a little bit of us, a little bit of that in all of us. We don't want to be the others. We want to be identified. We want to be recognized for who we are. We want to be included. It's not nice to be the others. We want our name used. And funny enough, Dr. Brené Brown was making the point then how she had... You know, I tried to cheer her child up, make her feel better. And, you know, that's what mothers do. And she kind of got her coming on side after a while. But a few months later, Dr. Brenner Brown was speaking at a festival, a big conference. And Dr. Brenner Brown is fantastic. I mean, I absolutely adore her work. But there were some huge names, obviously, at this conference she was speaking at. And the posters came out for it and the flyers came out for it. And she got her flyer and she opened it up. And again, it was in front of her daughter. Her daughter was there. And when she opened it up and she looked at it, a look of disappointment came across her face. And her daughter said, what's wrong? What's wrong, mum? And she said, oh, I just thought there was going to be a picture of all and all of me on the poster, but there's not. And when she looked closely, it was down the bottom. She All the big superstars were all, their picture was there, their names were there. And then down the bottom, it said, also featuring... Dr. Brené Brown, blah, 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 and whoever else in small little writing that people wouldn't even see. There was no picture. It was just a small little text at the bottom. And in that moment, Dr. Brené Brown identified herself 
as her daughter who was the others at school. She was the others on this poster. And we've all been there and I've been there as well. And, you know, I've spoken at events and there's big names and you're going and you know that you're the understudy and you're not the one that's getting the recognition. I don't really mind it because I know initially you've got to be that person. But as you go on and you start to develop a name for yourself, you want the little bit of recognition as well. You want people to say, well, I know you're good. That's all you're really looking for. And you're looking to be included and you're looking to be recognized as somebody that's worthy of being recognized and having your name used. So keep that in mind as well, guys. Could you make somebody else feel better? Do you cast other people off as the others? Or do you actually make an effort to get to know their name, to find out about them, to make them feel included, to make them feel like they're part of something, to make them feel like they're worthy, that they're worthwhile, that they're worthy of being something, that they are somebody? Just something I see on social media quite a bit as well. We're excluding people at times. Make everybody feel good about themselves. Positive content, yeah? Okay, so that's my Dr. Brené Brown story that I just wanted to share with you. The book, again, is called Daring Greatly. It's Dr. Brené Brown. I love it. I think it's a fantastic book. Um, Whether you use it in audiobook or in the physical copy, it's worth getting your hands on. Social media can be, can be a tough place. It can be a challenging place. What I've found over the last few years is that it's becoming... More and more a place where people are going to vent and people are going to rant and people are going to attack other people. And that is something that I don't particularly like. I've mentioned it earlier, so I'm not going to go too much on about it today. But I have become aware on a personal level that some of the stuff I come across content wise where I go, God, that's great. I have a strong opinion on that and I'm going to give that opinion. I must speak about that on the podcast subconsciously i was thinking about this last night when i was deciding what i was going to speak about in today's podcast which is what's brought me on to this subconsciously i think i was going i'm going to speak about that on the podcast rather than i'm going to post that on facebook or i'm going to post that on twitter or i'm going to post that on on instagram and i think the reason being perfectly honest i think the reason i was doing that is because maybe i think this the podcast is a safer place maybe that's why because I know that the people who listen to the podcast like what I do and they enjoy what I do and they're behind me and they're open to opinions and they're not going to attack me for having an opinion. Whereas, again, I'm trying to be as honest as possible here. I think sometimes there's a part of me that goes, if I post that on Facebook, I'm going to get attacked. If I post that on Facebook, I'm going to get attacked. Like, I'm actually, being honest with you here, guys, I'm actually afraid nearly to use the word meat on Facebook now. I'm afraid to post the word meat on Facebook. Because if I do, I know there's a strong possibility I'm going to get attacked for it. Or it's going to start off where somebody is going to post an alternative opinion and that person is going to get attacked for it. And it's going to start an argument and it's going to be an over and back between people again that I don't know. That's why I'm so wary of it. And look, whatever your thoughts are on meat or on anything else or on veganism, whatever it is, and I'm only using that as an example, we have to be conscious that everybody's entitled to an opinion. And you can't attack somebody for having a different opinion. Or certainly we shouldn't. It's not right. We shouldn't be attacking people for having a different opinion to ourselves. I, again, I use veganism as an example because I was attacked on Instagram for it. I had, this has gone back quite a while, I'd say it's nearly a year ago at this stage. In my Instagram stories, it was something I wasn't even aware of. I wasn't making a point or anything like that. I was literally cooking a meal. I was sharing one of my meals on social media. I think I was making a chicken stir fry or something like that. And somebody jumped into my DMs. Somebody I'd never met. Somebody who I was not even aware of was following me. And decided to have a pop at me for not being vegan. And called me every name under the sun. And decided then at the end of their message that if I'd like them to enlighten me. They can send me links and all this sort of stuff. And it was literally just shoving their opinions down my throat. And it was all about their agenda. It was not about, you know, I respect 
your opinion, but here's mine. It wasn't that. I don't mind that. But I do have a problem with being attacked for having an alternative opinion to somebody. And I think we're all the same. I think nobody likes that. So again, before you post your alternative opinion, again, there's no harm having that opinion. But ask yourself, am I giving my opinion to help other people or am I attacking somebody else for having their opinion? Because there's a very different thing. It's a very, very different thing. Nobody has any right to attack anybody for having an alternative opinion, in my in my view. So that's why, again, I've touched on it there. Sometimes I put some of my stronger opinions out on the podcast. And it's not even something I was all that aware of until I started thinking about it last night. And I was going, do you know what? I probably do that. I probably do because I feel it's a little bit safer, which maybe is a sad indictment as well of some of the other social platforms that I have to do that. But again, look... It's each their own. Everything I'm putting out there is only to try and help people. And I want people to bear that in mind. And I don't think it's right to attack people for having a different opinion to yourself. That was one of the points I wanted to make. Just to keep in mind, when you are on social media, everybody is entitled to their opinion. You might not agree with it, but they're entitled to it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. Almost it. Oh, yeah. One or two other things I would say, actually, just before I finish up. The biggest thing for me with regard to managing social media well is to actually take time away from it. I think that's really, really important. You cannot be on 24-7. It does impact your mood. I have no doubt about that whatsoever because I spend a lot of time on it. I have to put out content every day. It's what my business relies on. But I do take weekends off. Normally on a Friday evening, I log out of all my social media apps. Now, you might see stuff from me on social media at weekends, but I do actually pre, pre-schedule it. I'm not actually online. So what I do is I log out of everything on a Friday night and I normally don't go back to Monday. And I find when I get that time away from it, it is amazing. I feel so much better just actually taking a couple of days away. During that time, I will catch up with family and friends. I'll get outside. I'll spend time in the fresh air. I'll do things I enjoy. Bring the intensity down. And when I come back on Monday, I actually feel like a different person just for having time away. How many of you, honestly, ask yourself this honestly, how many of you are mindlessly scrolling through Facebook? mindlessly wasting hours on end every day and not getting anything of use from it what you're actually doing is bringing your productivity levels down taking your attention away from where it needs to be in terms of your work if you want to do something to improve your life if it's spending time with family with friends it's taking you away from that and we're scrolling we're mindlessly scrolling if i was to ask you now what did you learn from social media yesterday I bet 99% of people would say nothing. They can't even remember. They were mindlessly scrolling. I've seen a statistic actually going back a good while that I think it was 11 hours a day people were spending, or sorry, 11 times a day people checked their social media. And I have to say now, within the last few years, that has to have gone up tenfold. Like there's no way it's 11 times a day. It's way more than that for most people. I'd say it's 11 times within half an hour, to be perfectly honest. So how much time are you spending on it? Is it impacting your mood? Would you feel better if you had a little bit of time away from it? I know for me, the answers to all those questions is yes. And I'm not slating social media because as I said, I've built a business on it. I use it every day, five days a week, I use it. But the time away from it is crucially important. It's crucially, crucially important. So try it and see, guys. I guarantee it'll make a difference to your mood. Um, And that's pretty much it. The other thing I do is I try to follow people who inspire me and I only follow people who inspire me. I'm friends with loads and loads of people, but the ones who are negative get unfollowed. Um, Within the fitness environment, within the personal development sphere, I follow people who inspire me. It's a handful. It's not everybody. There's no point to having 500 different people there who are all banging out different stuff. A lot of it conflicting. I follow the ones that 
I that resonate with me, the ones that I like their vibe, the ones that I think he or she is really, really good at what they do. I feel inspired when I consume their stuff. I sometimes get a smile from them. They're the people I follow. That's all I do with social media. So that's pretty much it for today, guys. That's my views on social media. Uh, it has gone on a little bit longer than I expected. Some of those views you'll probably agree with. Others you won't. But hopefully you might have got something from it. Hopefully it might just be a little bit of food for thought. How are you using social media? Could you use it a little bit differently? Maybe for betterment. Or maybe you're happy as you are. And if you are, that's brilliant. And I'm happy for you. So that is it, guys. I will speak to you again next week. Have a great week.